Don't allow what anybody out there tells you is possible or not possible for you. Yeah, I can hear you. How's it going, man? Good, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, I just drove three hours all morning. <laughs> you drove three there. hours? Yeah, I had to. I was at a I had to drive to a different city yesterday morning. Uh, well, like it's like a small little town. It was my yeah. best friend. That's where I got married. Hello, guys. Oh, nice. So then I was hey, up like six o'clock this morning to drive back to St. John's to make it for this and get back on track with like prep and everything. That's nuts, man. So you were at a wedding yesterday? Yeah, I was at a wedding all day yesterday, man. It was like yeah. in this rural community with like no cell phone service and like <laughs> people are people are like people out there like have never seen anything like me. Like it's like a town of like 150 people. So I'm just like going around like little convenience stores, like just trying to get by, like I'm prepped and like everyone's just looking at me like, what are you doing here? And yeah. they're actually uh in that town, I was just in there filming the new Peter Pan movie that's coming out. Oh wow. Yeah, it's like a big deal. And uh, yeah, I think people kept looking at me like, that dude, like a movie star or something? Like, you see here for the movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they probably never see guys your size around there. Like, well, especially even, even in like St. John's, like, like, I mean, like, there's no one bigger than me, obviously, like, it's like from a bodybuilding perspective, right? Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, like, you go into these like rural, smaller towns that like are like kind of everywhere in Newfoundland and like, I know, people there are just very like, yeah just like any small place i guess you know like just set in their own ways and like anything new they're just like what the hell like what do you think why would you want to do that why would you want to look like that so like all last night like at this like little reception i was just like you know the classic bodybuilder questions you get right oh yeah so yeah, kept, me, getting... kept me busy anyway kept, kept my mind off all the food and stuff that was around <laughs> oh that's good yeah, so you're, just yeah. Getting, uh, you're just getting bombarded with questions yeah, well, it's just, uh, you know, just like the typical stuff. Like, so, like, like how much do you eat to look like that? Like, how, how much do you work out? And, like, that's my favorite question, though, is when people ask you how much you work out. And you're yeah. like, uh, five days a week for, like, one hour. <laughs> and they're just, like, they're expecting, like, five, six hours a day, right? Yeah. I, don't, like, I wonder why that is, too, because people always think it's, like, oh, they have to be working out, like, all the time, you know? Like, they yeah. really don't understand how it works. Oh man, yeah, they like they they really don't at all, and like and like that's why I explained. I'm just like I'm like when you kind of know what you're doing. I'm like I just kind of go in the gym and I'm like okay, I'm training chest. Like these are the lifts I gotta hit. Like you know I gotta like you know how it is, right? So like if you know what you gotta do, and especially if you train like lower volume style, like I, I have some of my workouts I could be 45, 50 minutes and I'm out of there, just got the job done, right? Yeah. So do you usually, uh, just before we get too into this, I'm just gonna do a little. Uh, introduction here so okay, this yeah. is uh one sec i'm just gonna double check make sure i have the right episode number this is so this is episode seven and we have morgan how do you say your last name morgan uh mcdonald Donald. okay i was just making sure i get it correct morgan uh, mcdonald here who's uh up and coming amateur bodybuilder in canada and he's in my opinion, from what I've seen, one of the front runners going into the pro qualifiers coming up pretty soon. So thanks, Morgan, for, uh, for like coming on today uh, to chat with us and uh, talk all things bodybuilding. Oh, man, thanks for having me. Like I've, I've been following your podcast for a little while now. Um, 
and I've, I've been following you for a while, Joe, because we competed against each other a couple times at nationals, I think. And I was actually at the Toronto pro with my sponsor, just uh, there at the expo and stuff when you uh, won your pro card and then oh, you came, they came fourth at the pro show. I was at that. That was the first pro show I ever watched. And uh, nice. I, remember, I remember seeing you yeah, get fourth after you won your pro card. And I was like, man, like that's the move. Like that's how you make a statement, like coming into it. Right. So, but yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Thanks, thanks a lot for having me on guys. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. No, I remember that. I think it was, uh, must've been 20, 2018, I think when I did nationals, I think you were there. Cause I remember seeing you, I remember seeing like leading up to the show. Cause you're always watching like, who's going to do the show. And I remember seeing, I was like, wow, that guy's got some crazy legs. Um, yeah. 2018 mm-hmm. for me was kind of like a bit of a breakout year in a way. Cause like I've been competing since 2013, with just like, you know, young amateur, just, I just loved it. Didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. And then, uh, 2018, I, I did pretty good. I actually competed at the Atlantic classic in 2018. And that's kind of like where my name like kind of came out a bit more because, um, it was me and Prince boa bang in the finals for that show and like he beat me by like one point and then he went on to win his pro cards at nationals i also did that same nationals in 2018 yeah uh, but i i tried to prep myself after that original atlantic show and i ended up like over dieting like came in like 15 pounds lighter than i was at atlantics and like took a bunch of diuretics and like completely flattened myself out so that's kind of where i messed up at nationals in 2018 not that not that if i i would have won the show or anything if i came in perfect but um, I learned a very valuable lesson at that show. And it's, uh, I'm not the kind of guy that can coach myself because those last two or three weeks, like I could be 1% body fat and you know, you all think I'm obese so, and, yeah. I'll be, and that's what happened. Like just pushing too much cardio and, and all that stuff. Right. So, and then I took basically after that, I took two years off, uh, up until recently when I competed and just put on like, I worked with Dorian Hamilton for like two years, my off season. We, we put on like, you know, 20 pounds of muscle. And now this is like kind of the new physique I'm working with now, right? No, I was going to say that because like since then, like, because I remember seeing you there and like your legs were obviously a strong point for you. And now it's looking like your upper body is matching your legs a lot better because you put on yeah. a lot more size on your upper body. So it's, uh, it's a lot more complete from top to bottom for you now. So like clearly a lot of that size you added, I'm assuming is upper body. In the last oh, dude. Years. Yeah. Like honestly... I actually dealt with like a pretty serious IT band injury um, all throughout like 2019 and, and the first half of 2020. And um, that was almost a blessing in disguise because I think it kind of forced me to get away from the leg training a bit. Like I literally probably only trained hamstrings for all of 2019. Like couldn't, couldn't leg press, couldn't do leg extension, couldn't squat. And like my, my quads didn't go anywhere. Like as long as I was doing hamstring girls, like heavy RDLs, like it just kind of kept my quads, I guess. Right. Uh, but it, it gave me a lot more time and, and focus and energy, I guess, to put in like bringing up my chest and bringing up my back, which were like two of my biggest weak points, was just like thickness in my upper body. Yeah. And then combine that with working with Dorian. And uh, I mean, we don't work together anymore, but like, God bless that guy. Like he taught me so much and helped me learn so much about my body from a digestive standpoint and helped me realize like, you know, the foods I need to be eating. So I can consume the calories I need to grow. And he also completely helped me change my training mindset. Cause like, like you know, right up until 2018. Well, I started working with during January, 2019 up until then I was training like six days a week, like hitting everybody prep twice and just like not really training on much intensity, just like a lot of volume. Yeah. And then when me and him kind of redid my training, got me focusing more on like just one body prep per week, like, you know, hit like just a growth split is what we went back to. Right. 
So I just like went back from hitting back twice a week and hitting chest twice a week, brought those back to once a week, really focused on just sticking with like five or six exercises for those body parts, focus on progressively overloading those body parts week to week with him adding the food. And like, we got up to 330 pounds uh, towards the end of 2020. And I kind of held like, I, I probably held 325 for, yeah, most of like 2019, 2020. And then we started coming down for the Toronto Pro in 2020, but that got canceled. Uh, so I really just been hanging around like, yeah, 300, 310. And then I started prepping for the shows I just did. So that's kind of, yeah, that's basically been my last couple of years. It was just like a lot of off season leading into these uh, couple of shows that we just did. Yeah, like uh, 330 pounds, that's some seriously heavy weight. How does it feel to walk around at that weight? That 330, yeah, we hit 332, man. And it, yeah. it was funny. I actually only held that weight for like a week. Okay. But, but it, was, it was kind of funny because the day I hit 332, Dorian was actually on Fuad's podcast. And uh, they were, they were Fuad was asking Dorian about like, you know, how do you get your guys so big? And, and how do you like, you know, like what's the deal? And Dorian was just talking about optimizing digestion. And um, he brought me up and he was like, yeah, I got this guy, Morgan. He was like, and Fuad knew who I was, but he was like, yeah, uh, he just hit 332 today. And he was like, he's eating more than any client I've ever had. And that was like a very proud moment for me. <laughs> just be yeah, like, you get the shout out. Yeah. Cool. Like, you know, I could do the most of something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, could, I can eat the most. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but like three, I, I was honestly, I got pretty comfortable around like 320, 325. Cause like that's where I really was like most of the off season. Like I carried that for probably a year. Yeah. And I just think that was the key thing was like getting to that weight and then like holding me there. I think that really helped the muscle like kind of stick in a way, as opposed to like, you know, previous years, I would have just did like, you know, six month off season, maybe hit like 270, 280, and then had to lose 30 or 35 pounds for a show. And you end up putting on like four or five pounds of stage weight in a year, which is like nothing like, yeah, especially when well, you're six yeah, especially for a guy your height, like putting on four or five pounds is not a lot. Like for you, like if you put on 20 pounds, you're going to see it. But yeah, four or five pounds on a guy's frame like yours is probably not as noticeable. Um, but you can tell, like I can tell, especially looking at your pictures lately, I'm like, yeah, this guy's added a lot of size to his upper body. And it's looking like, you know, the more of a complete look that's very going to be very competitive at nationals or a pro qualifier or whatever, uh, whatever show you are doing. I think you're doing nationals, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's in six weeks? Six weeks from today, yeah. Okay, all right, that's what I thought. So my next question actually is, so how many calories were you eating on average in your off-season? Uh, we were up to 9,000 for the majority of it. Oh. It was intense, man. Like, I'm not even kidding you. Like, it was it was crazy. Like, we were doing, um, for five of my meals, um, like, you know, I, I was doing one salmon meal, two chicken meals, two beef meals, and a shake meal. And all the meals with like the meat protein were 400 grams of rice. Yeah. Um, I mean, you throw a couple bananas in there. Um, then you throw with the protein shake meal, I was having um, like 150 grams of cream of rice with like honey and raisins in it. Um, I think we were probably doing like 100 grams of carb powder a day. And we were also doing two huge bowls. And this is where a lot of calories were coming from of uh, like morning crisp cereal. You ever hear of that stuff? Yeah, yeah. That stuff's awesome. Oh, it's amazing. And it's super calorie dense. So I was doing that with like the full like sugar almond milk. And I would have that twice a day. 
And then we were doing two, two cheat meals a week as well. Right. So yeah, it was a time, but the rice was a lot, man. 400 grams of rice five times a day. I mean, you're talking yeah. about two, two kilograms of rice. It's like fun, man. Yeah. 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 And that was, uh, that, that was pretty crazy, but it, it, it's amazing what you can adapt to. And especially if you're eating the foods that you digest well, like once we locked in that diet, man, like, like my, you know, using the bathroom normally was good. Like barely had to use any like digestive enzymes and stuff like that. Like, I would take some glucosal disposal or glucose disposal agents. Like if I have my cheat meals and stuff like that, but we ran into no like issues, like as far as like stomach stuff goes. And, you know, I, I think that was like the, the real key. So. Yeah, no, that's really good because like that shows, you know, you're eating the right foods and if you can eat a ton of the right foods and not have any digestive issues, then it just makes it that much easier to grow and improve because you don't have something holding you back with a bunch of bloating or discomfort and, making it hard to eat those meals harder than it already is to eat those meals. Cause it's a lot of food, but you know, I'm sure like your appetite's probably better too, because you're able to digest it better. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I'm, I'm a big eater anyway, to be honest with you. Like I, I, I don't really struggle. Um, yeah. but at the same time, like I don't really struggle with discipline and prep either. Like, you know, I'm, I've been doing this long enough now that like I'm always eating towards a goal. Right. And like that, that's, that's my main focus. Like I'm worried about being a good bodybuilder. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, again with Dorian, right? Like he was a genius in that sense with my off season and, and like, we didn't touch any insulin or we didn't use anything like that. Just, just didn't need it. My body did really well with it. And I kept, even at like 325, like, you know, my face gets blown out and stuff like that, but like, you'll still, I still had some like lines in my glutes and my legs and my abs a little bit. Right. So it's not like we got super sloppy or anything. No, that's really good. Uh, one, one thing I will say though, that, that definitely helped with that food intake is that I do quite a bit of cardio in the off season. Um, and, and mostly that's because I have two big dogs, like they're two big Italian mastiffs and, uh, yeah, you got, like I walk them probably, you know, three times a day for 20, 25 minutes. So okay, I found yeah, that's good that, that, that itself really helped, uh, you know, with digestion and, and just like, you know, keeping my stomach, like keeping everything moving. And, uh, like I know Stan Efforting's big on that. Like he's a guy with the vertical diet. Like I like that a lot. Like I, you know, I, I like Stan's style of eating and like the kind of mindset behind it. So okay you know, that's kind of something I adopted from him in a way. Uh, and it worked really well for me. So, you know, and body books talk about doing cardio in the off season. I think it's something that like can be implemented and used like really well. Yeah. Yeah. What I was going to ask is, uh, so you said you were working with Dorian before, uh, for your off season. Are you currently prepping with anyone right now? Um, yep. Right now I'm with uh, Ron Partlow. Oh, Ron Partlow. Nice. Yeah, I know. I think you, did he coach you at some point? You worked with him for a little bit, didn't you? Uh, we kind of like, he kind of, I'd say like I, like, uh, I did work with him, but it wasn't like a very direct sort of like, he's telling me what to do exactly. It was kind of like I had him as a second set of eyes. Uh, okay. and that was actually before that was, that was the prep before I won my pro card. Uh, but I remember closer to the show, I just decided to kind of take over for myself just because it was just like, I just felt like it was, I was able to do it myself. So I just finished the last like five weeks or so by myself, but uh, he did help me that prep. Uh, Cause I did, I, like, I went out to West coast iron for a week and I trained. I think that's why I thought that. I think I saw some pictures of you guys training together. Yeah. Or like yeah, yeah. No, Ron's, Ron's good shit. Like he's, he knows he's been in the game for fuck like 30, over 30 years. So he knows. He knows a lot, especially when it comes to, you know, how to get in shape and how to train and all that other stuff. Cause he got me more into the, uh, like high intensity during the eight style of training, 
where you're yeah. focusing on that one all out set and then a back off set type training. So still similar to what I do now too, like less, not as much volume, but more intensity on those, you know, all out working sets. And, you know, yeah, I'm you sure you drive that home. Yeah. Yeah. That home. Like when, we, when we first started working together, like, well, we had a few phone calls first, but like, that was his first like concern with me. It was like how I was training and, and, and what kind of style and, and it lined up right with, with his. So that's kind of when we decided to, you know, try working together and stuff like that. But yeah, Ron's been great. Like my biggest thing with a coach, it's like, you know, I don't need someone to tell me like exactly what to do. Like kind of like the same thing. Like I know my body pretty good from doing this for so long and stuff like that. Like I was kind of going to him because uh, I was looking for someone more to work with. Like, you know, like I want a relationship with a coach where I have the ability to be like, Hey, like, this is how I'm feeling. Like, this is what I think I should do. Like, you know, what do you think we should do kind of compare and, and make a plan that way. And, and Ron, been pretty good that way like you know he takes everything i say into consideration and mm. and we've even had a couple points like i mean you know the first prep we did for example back for the show july 10th um you know we definitely didn't come in as tight as we could have came and he decided that he wanted to try not cutting water and kind of the reason behind that was because you know i was 275 and like i shredded glutes like my back could have been a bit harder but like we kind of thought like you know i'm big and huge shredded glutes like i should be able to win the show kind of thing yeah. And, um, and then this guy from Quebec ended up coming in and like, he was like, he was leaner than me and stuff. And, you know, he beat me by one point and like the Atlantic, the Atlantic's part of the show or whatever. Uh, so then I knew right away, I was like, okay, Ron thinks I'm tighter than I am. I was like, and I, so then I had a week in between shows between that show and the provincial show in Newfoundland. And I was like, okay, like I need to come in tighter. Like I got to do this to see what I look like. So like Ron, like the day after Atlantic's Ron sends me a diet. Yeah, and I, I sent him one back with like half the curves, <laughs> like maybe, maybe even less than half. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do this, man. I was like, I got to get like five or six pounds to get off me in a week. And I was like, and we're going to cut water for the next show and see what happens. So anyways, I literally starved myself for a week and I dropped like seven pounds, like in like five days or something like that. Yeah. And then we, and then we actually diuretics and cut water for the Newfoundland show. And I came in, I think I was like 11 pounds lighter or something, like speedway in a week. So just lost. Like I, I, I was just holding a ton of water out of the line. So I guess like we didn't really realize, but it was also my first prep in like over two years. I had a bunch of new muscle. It was like working with a different body, right? Yeah. And a, and a new coach, like first time he ever prepped me. So I, I definitely don't like regret anything we tried because it gave us a ton of data like to get ready for nationals right because now it's like okay we thought i was going to be on stage around like 272 273 when i really need to be on stage by around like 263 to, yeah. uh, to have the size and condition because like i'm kind of one of those guys we figured out too like i i don't lose fullness very, very easy like i would really have to try to flatten myself out like you know eat minimal carbs like you know cut water take a bunch of diuretics probably is what would have to do it but so, yeah, so our main focus now really going to nationals is kind of take all the data that we collected from those last two shows and just bring, like, you know, the best look we can as far as conditioning goes. Because I think from a size and structural standpoint, I'm going to be really hard to be outsized at that show. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try our best to just come in hard as fuck and see what happens. Well, especially this year, too. Like, I haven't seen too many supers that are doing nationals, like, uh, that I know of, anyways, so... Like, and you're obviously definitely one of the biggest guys out there that's an amateur in Canada that I've seen anyways. So unless there's some other guy hiding somewhere, 
I don't think there's anybody. Oh, well, but see, like, like, this is risky because, like, you know, I kind of have this mindset going on this show. I'm like, okay, with like all like the virus stuff that was going on and all that, I'm like, you know, this could be like a cool one to slip into. Um, you know, not saying I want to like win my pro card or, or, or turn pro against like a weaker field or nothing. Like, that's not what I'm looking for, right? But like, because I've been in Newfoundland, I've had the ability to train all year. Like, it's yeah. been like ready go for me. Where it's like in some of these other provinces, people haven't been as, as fortunate, right? So, but then at the same time, like you said, man, like there could have been guys that haven't been posting at all all year that have worked in and, and are getting ready for this show. So it's, it's really hard to say, but yeah, I, I know. I mean, obviously Taylor's going, you guys had him on the other week on your podcast. Like that guy looks amazing. And like, I mean, if he comes in at the top of heavyweight, uh, I can't see anybody beating him. Um, but as far as supers go, I think like the only people I really know right now are like me, like Dorian Hamilton's doing it. Uh, oh yeah, Dorian, yeah. Yeah, and uh, like besides that, I really have no idea. That's true. Yeah, like it's there's not a lot of guys I can think of because I know some guys out here that were considering it and then they decided they'd wait till like December for the pro qualifier. So yeah, it's uh, like I know what you're saying when it's like you don't want to go against a weak lineup necessarily, but at the same time, you never really know what the lineup's going to be like. So it's like you just pick a show and if it's, you know, if it ends up being maybe, you know, like not as many guys, whatever, like it's not like it's going to change how hard you work for it. So, well, dude, exactly. And like, that's what I look at. It's like, just because, you know, if I present the best version of me and I look like a pro bodybuilder and deserve to be a pro bodybuilder with that look, then it doesn't really matter who else is there. Right. Like, you know, my, my end goal is, is like to be a pro, to be like a competitive pro. Like that's what I'm working towards. You know, I have many other reasons why I want to become a pro as it regards like business and stuff like that too. So like, I'm yeah. very motivated. So, you know, how I get there is, is just whatever, but I mean, it's something I've been working towards for so long. So I'm going to take any opportunity that I can to get it, obviously, just like anybody would, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Like I remember, you know, there's times where I like, I remember the year I did it with uh, the, I think I competed against you that year. I decided like five weeks out or something to do nationals. It was like kind of last minute. Like, cause I was already, I was still in decent shape from doing another pro qualifier. And I just decided, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to do it and see what happens. And, you know, I was able to win my class, but I wasn't able to get the overall cause Prince won it. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, so it's like, you know, some guys, guys jump in in the last few weeks if they're already in decent shape. And that's kind of what I did. I had to like kill myself a bit to get into like real condition, but, um, you know, so it's always interesting to see who shows up, but, uh, I think nationals is going to be a really interesting show because it's wide open and there's not really, you know, there's not really the same like hype around it that there usually would be because I think some people, yeah. some people either don't know that it's happening or they just like, they're like, Oh, I'm going to wait and do the one in December, you know, cause there's the, the pro qualifier in Toronto in December as well as the Vancouver. So I think some people are waiting for those. So it makes yeah. nationals a better show option for people like yourself and some other guys. Cause it's like, you did shows already. So it's easier for you to just, you know, do this show instead of having to hold off and do a December show, which will probably, you'd probably be a little more burned out by then, especially like oh, prepping yeah. that long. Like, that'd be, that'd be really long. Even the timing for this one's pushing it, man. Because like yeah. I did, uh, you know, I, I started my prep probably back in like March and uh, then the shows that I was supposed to do were supposed to be in June. They got pushed to July. So that was an extended prep. And then I kind of took, I took like one week off, like kind of like all like the supplements, I guess, like after that second show. Yeah. And, and I've been back on and back in prep mode ever since. So, you know, by the time nationals rolls around, that would be like 27, 28 weeks for me, I think, like in like yeah. prep mode and, and, be, and being like pretty lean. 
because I, I came to like when I started my prep, I was probably around like, you know, 300, 310. And now I've been hanging around, you know, low to like low mid 270s for, for a long time. Right. So I've been lean for a long time. So yeah, like I know by the end of this uh, six weeks, like whatever happens, like I got to shut it down for a bit, like for sure. Right. You know, as, as much as I'd like to be able to, like, oh, I'll just go do Toronto Pro and stuff like that. Like, I don't, first of all, I don't think it would be healthy. And second of all, I just, I don't know if I could do it mentally. Right. Yeah. Like mentally and yeah, health wise, it's good that you think like that too, because you are young. Like you're what, 27? Uh, 28. 28. Okay. Well, that's close. Um, so yeah, you're young, man. Like you're younger than me. And, uh, you know, it's good to think like that now because like, you know, you got to think like, oh, I get my pro card. I want to do this for X amount of years as a pro. Like, you always got to think that longevity factor in there, which is good because if you have that mindset now, then it's going to carry with you going into your, when you do get your pro card and then, you know, carry into being a pro bodybuilder as well. So. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's where my head is at, right? Like I'm, I'm, I've learned not to be in a rush over time. And I wish I had the mindset I do now when I was younger. Cause like, I'd probably be a pro by now if I, if I hadn't spent all those years competing and wasting my time dieting and stuff like that. But like you don't know the difference when you're young and, where I'm from, you don't have anyone around to tell you any different because there's like no real bodybuilding community here. Right. So yeah. Like anyone that was involved just competes every year because it's like the thing that we do. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, um, I'm, I'm yeah, definitely excited about it. Definitely excited to, uh, you know, just actually bring a competitive physique to nationals for once. Cause I, I did it twice and like, I didn't really have the size I needed to, you know, be a contender, but now that I do, and I feel like, you know, you know the difference between me potentially winning or losing just really comes down to conditioning and like peaking properly like that's that's super exciting for me now uh you know especially that i've worked with the coach for a couple of shows i feel like we kind of have things dialed in we're both on the same page with where my weight needs to be the look i need to bring and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. Should be good. well yeah especially you guys have had a couple of shows now so it gives you an idea of what you need to do for nationals and so it's less of a guessing game going into this one and you kind of have a better plan and it's to be be easier to just peak for it because you've already had a few a few trial runs you know so yeah, we, de- we definitely need to cut water <laughs> like, yeah. that, that's 100 percent. we're never not cutting water again i'm not one of those guys i'm not i'm not an ian valier where that works out good for you i'm afraid yeah yeah, yeah. especially like, if i'm curving up wednesday thursday friday i'm going to be holding water so i need something to push it off me right true yeah everybody's different with the water you know some people can drink tons of water leading into a show some people need to cut it some people need to drink a bit um so it's like everybody's body's different in that regard i can tell you that much um man it's crazy how much i'm learning lately and just listen to guys like you too about just how important the peak is especially at the level you guys are at because it's like like all you guys are getting in shape like they say there's guys like that aren't in shape is this complete bullshit but like you know you're, everyone's ready a week out but it's really what it, like, it comes down to the water the sodium the the, the diuretic use and stuff to like just nail it the day off yeah you know like, I think, like, the epitome of that this year, to me, would be, like, Nick Walker in New York and then uh, Brett Wilkin a couple weeks ago. Like, I mean, like, I, those guys came out and it's, like, yeah, I think they got good muscle and stuff like that, but, like, the conditioning is, like, really what is separating guys, I think, at, like, the higher level at this point, right? Yeah, the guys that nail it like that, like, yeah, like, Brett and uh, Nick, uh, like, those guys, yeah, when they did those shows, like, especially Brett, like, because it's more recent, I can really, I was watching that one and I knew going into the show, I was like, this guy's going to be top three for sure. I was you like, the amount, of, the amount of improvements he'd made, I'm like, this guy's top three. If he's not top three, then it's politics because he looks yeah. insane. 
And like, as soon as I saw the show, I'm like, man, he was pushing for first, like pretty close. Like it was, it was, it wasn't a runaway win by any means. Um, but, yeah. And for myself, I'm always a firm believer. That's like, you know, if you're say a week out of a show and everything looks, you know, really good, then I don't really like to manipulate too much. Cause like, you know, if things look really good, then, you know, you could do the small tweaks or whatever, you know, in regards to like getting a little bit better for the day of the show. But I find for myself, like if I just keep things kind of similar and just make minor changes the last few days, then like it just, it gives me a better chance to showcase my best. Cause I find anytime I do too much uh, of a manipulation, then it just like something gets fucked up with like either I'm flat or like my stomach's like fucking pissed off. Or, Cause it's a guessing game. Like that, you know? And it's like, even trying to like do like a super high carb up, like, yeah. you know, like, like you have to account for all the extra water that you're going to take on. Like you don't know how much diuretics to take your, your electrolytes need to be different. Like, you know, it's just, it's hard. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I've learned that just, you know, keeping things the same, being ready is the biggest thing. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah. being really in shape. Ready. Yeah. yeah. You, you get shredded, man. Like you don't have much to manipulate, you know? Yeah, that's true. And then have it's a, always having to go like you're in the field, right? I'd say, yeah, at the amateur level, you see guys do a lot more crazy shit trying to manipulate the last few days because they're like, usually it's because they're not in the best shape and they're trying to do something crazy. Um, so that's where you see it more. I find at the pro level, like guys aren't trying to do as much, as many drastic maneuvers the last few days, unless it's like. I think it's know, just the experience. Cause like, I even like don't love coaching amateurs that much because like, especially as you get close to the show and like you're coaching these new people who are competing for like the first or second time. Yeah. they get all this information from like everybody else besides you and they're like oh i heard so-and-so is drinking wine backstage like should i drink wine or like you know and like or, and like pre-workout this and like taking up like doing all this crazy stuff and you're just like no like and like it's almost so hard to even explain to people these days like how simple it can be because there's just like all this like uh mystique around like peak week and like all these crazy yeah. things you can do like and it's almost like you know we've been around long enough to know a lot of it's nonsense but it's almost like, you know, it was the same thing when we came off. Like, I'm sure when you first got into bodybuilding, like, it was the same thing, right? But it's like, that doesn't go away. It's like these new people are still getting exposed to these, like, old school tricks that, like, no one actually does anymore. <laughs> like, you just can't get away from it, you know? It's so true. Like, I remember my first show, the one guy, the only, like, bodybuilder I knew at the time that had competed, he was telling me, he's like, yep, yeah. he's like, just like the day before, day of the show, he's like, just don't drink any water. And uh, he's like, yeah, just don't drink any water and uh, eat whatever you want. That's literally what he told me to do. <laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. He's like, literally, don't drink any water, eat whatever you want, and you'll be, uh, you'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah, coming full and peeled for sure. <laughs> no, it, was, it was ridiculous. Um, one, now, one thing I wanted to bring up is uh, the Tampa Pro yesterday. So yeah. what you, would you guys think about the results of the Tampa Pro yesterday? Well, I think I think Ian winning was expected, um, especially, like, with his pictures leading into it. Like, I mean, every, everyone knew he gained size, and then with the improved conditioning he brought was, like, pretty insane. Uh, but Clark Hart, Phil Clarhart came out of nowhere for that second place. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, thought, I thought that, too. Like, Phil was uh... – kind of kind of unexpected to see him there and like placing so high but i think it's because he just like really nailed his conditioning and everything like he was really sharp um yeah. and that's what made him stand out like i would say like structure wise he's he's okay but like i think his legs his legs aren't the best um 
and his midsection is a little little bit weird but like his conditioning and overall like he really brought it and that was like the best i've ever seen him i'd say um and he's, he's like uh, too. he's like in his 40s like, going into it i had i had charles in second but then when you compare phil and Char- uh, phil and charles like it's almost like they have all the same weak points right yeah. like, like that kind of weird structure or like legs aren't the best but like they have like really good dense muscle and i think uh i think phil's condition was just a little bit better and he uh and he just came in a bit tighter than Charles, and that's why he beat out Charles. But Charles looked pretty nasty, too. But, I mean, Ian was just absolutely insane. It looked like granite. Yeah, Ian was, like, nine pounds heavier than the Olympia last year. So he put on a lot of size in the past year, which is crazy, uh, considering he's only, he's only, like, five five nine maybe. So, like, for him to put on that kind of size is pretty pretty nuts, like, especially at that point in his career. Probably, like, seven or eight months, really. Yeah, like that's a lot of muscle in a short time because his conditioning was pretty much as good as it was at the Olympia. Maybe a little bit, a little bit less condition, but he was pretty damn close. And yeah. you know, it was overall the look he brought was, you know, I thought was definitely, definitely deserving of the win. Um, but uh, I was, I was, well, you know, I wanted to see a few other guys do that show just to make it a little more competitive, but. Uh, because you want, I wanted to see Raleigh do it, but Raleigh was off at Chicago, and then uh, I thought Hunter. Well, I thought Hunter Labrada might have done it, but like he was. Well, he got um, his already. Yeah, yeah, he already got his qualification. So I, I mean, would have loved to see uh, if, if, like, I would have loved to have seen Raleigh come in a bit improved. Yeah, uh, from Chicago and and go with Ian. I think they would be a pretty cool comparison. That would like, be a cool matchup to see. Yeah, especially if Rolly came in there harder. Like, it's like from a muscularity standpoint, they're pretty good. And it's like Ian's legs are good, but he doesn't have huge quad sweeps, and neither does Rolly. So yeah. it would be like a it would be a crazy battle of like upper body. <laughs> no, it really would be. It'd be interesting to see those guys like next to each other because I've never really seen uh, I've never really seen Ian against Rolly. So it would be interesting to see. Uh, I can't wait. We really got to see Ian against like the top six guys. Eh? Like, no, not like, really. Like, like last year was uh, last year was interesting because you know, like there's a decent lineup at the Olympia, but there's still some guys where it's like you know, there's that transition of the old generation to the new generation. So you're kind of seeing some guys starting to fade off, and then some guys coming in. So it's like you're seeing a new crop of guys coming up, and it's making it interesting to see like who's you know who's moving up like to those higher spots now. And you're seeing guys like Ian and Hunter Labrada. Uh, Nick Walker and so on, like starting to climb up into that top 10 uh, or will be in that top 10, I would say for sure. Like, you know, in this upcoming Olympia. So it's, it's like a new crop of guys coming in now. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. It's like, and it's like this year, but that second, that new crop of guys that's coming up, like are really making a statement as far as like the shows that they're winning and like, you know, some of the older guys, I guess that they're starting to beat out. Right. So I think I think this Olympia is going to be super interesting because it's going to be interesting to see like where like you know if Kupo comes back where does he land you know where does William Bonac land you know some of these guys that have been floating around the top three or four for a while you know does does someone come in and beat out Brandon Curry like you know I think some of these new crop of guys are good enough to potentially do that especially if those like you know guys like Brandon Curry and Bonac aren't really improving anymore. It's very true. Like guys like uh, I. I think it's going to be very interesting this year. Like, I think obviously guys like Rami will still be like a front runner. Um, but I think guys, someone like Brandon Curry and William Bonac is going to be interesting because, 
you know, we've seen Roly start to slip. So it's like, you know, yeah, you if, know Brandon's like, legs, if Brandon's legs are improved this year, I think he's going to start falling back. Yeah, I think so too, because his legs have been a weak point for a while and he's, his upper body's insane, but like to match those guys in the top, top few now, especially like these other guys coming up have really crazy legs. So, yeah. you know, yeah, if he doesn't... Brandon, like, unless Brandon put like two or three inches on his legs this off season, like he's not going to beat out Rami and he's not going to beat out Hottie. No, like, you know, like I feel like I, feel, I almost feel like the top two are almost locked down. Right. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it's really hard. And then, I, and then I think everything after that is just everyone fighting from like third to like 10. What do you think, Jay? What those, do you are think? First, those are my first words after 40 minutes, yeah? Mm. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Hi. Um, what do you mean because um, of the Tampa or the Olympia? Which both. Opinion? Let's, let's hear your opinion on both. Well, uh, Tampa, I, I was really happy for, for Ian, to be honest, because he's a teammate. I think we all, um, we all looked at him as, as the winner. And I was happy, too, because we had a real, a real, really good battle between him and Phil. And I was kind of surprised of um, what's this Asian guy's name? Sion Cho Lee. Yeah, he ended up in sixth place, and I was kind of surprised of him, but it was a really, really good battle, and I was surprised of Max Charles. He ended, I think, in fourth place, and I've seen him a bit higher, maybe in third. Max Charles? Yeah, I've seen Max Charles. Yeah, Max Charles beating Charles Griffin. Yeah, because um, (laughs) I think he made some really, really good improvements. Um, especially in the legs from the back uh, hamstrings and so on and in my opinion he could have been potentially third place yeah second I don't think so because Phil was really really good yesterday but um, third place in front of uh, Charles Griffin because his midsection is not the best in my opinion and he looks a bit more blocky uh, then Max Charles, he has a really good shape, really good lines, and brought up his legs. So I think he could have been third place. And for the Olympia, I have the same opinion as you guys. So we have the first and the second place almost locked. So Rami and Hadi, because they have, yeah, they have they have everything that you need to be in first and second place. And then from third place, you, it's widely open. So it could be a Brandon, it could be a William, but it could also be a, I don't know, a James, Ian. Um, I don't think Roly will make it to the Olympia because he's competing in Spain, I guess. Yeah, I think the only chance he would have in Spain is because it's top two qualifiers. And in Spain, he has to compete against Nathan. So I think this will be Nathan's show, to be honest. And I think he can qualify with a second place. Oh, in top two. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So I guess if if Nathan can get to the win and uh, Roly ends up in second, I think in the Olympia he can't make top five, to be honest, because I think Roly's time is almost over because he's downsizing a bit, he's lagging in some in condition and so on. And I think guys like Nathan 
so will be in front of him. So third place could be Nathan, could be William, could be Brandon, could be everyone. And um, it's widely open. So Olympia will be really, really uh, nice this year because you have so much competition in one competition. So I'm just going to interrupt for one second. This podcast, the Zoom's about to end. I don't know why it's only 40 minutes. So I'm just going to send you guys another link to open so we can keep going. Okay. Okay. Nice. I'm going to email you guys that now. Yeah. I don't know why it's supposed to be two hours. I don't know why it's doing this. So I'm just sending that to you guys now. So once, uh, once this cuts out, which is going to do in like 30 seconds, um, then I'll just, we'll open the next one. Okay. Are we back? Yeah. Oh, nice. We're good. All right. Uh, I have to take the chance to ask you something, Joe. Sure. What's up? When do I get my shirt? Did you order one? Yes. Yesterday. Uh, so basically with the shirts, like, cause it's, uh, it's done through that website called bonfire. So it's like a 14 day campaign that, I, that I, that I set up. So basically once the, order. yeah. So once the campaign's done in 14 days, then they ship all the shirts out. So it'd probably be like beginning of September when you get the shirt kind of thing. Nice. Nice. Yes. I ordered yesterday. So you can, for all the guys listening and watching and so on, you can go now. When will you upload this podcast? Uh, tomorrow. I'll upload it tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay. Then you can uh, go to your Linktree link, right? Yeah. And order merch from our coach, Little Joe. Yeah. Do you have all sizes? So you're doing only pre-orders, so you have every size available. Yeah, I'm doing it this oh. way because it's just easier to get people to order it that way, and then they can get whatever size they want, and I don't have to yeah. have, like, I don't have to purchase, like, hundreds of shirts and try to have all the sizes available. So it just makes it more cost effective and it's just if people want them they can get them and um, you know it just makes yeah, it that's easier what, that's literally what i just did and i i regret it <laughs> I you, ordered. Don't to, you don't have to risk to lose money yeah well, i've done that before like i did that before with other shirts that i've done and it's just gets annoying because it's like you order like 100 shirts or something and you're like after like so many shirts you're like man i just have all these weird sizes left and like nobody wants the like the smalls or like the whatever you know sizes and you're like why do i even have these uh, i wasn't so I ended offended. Up just, well i, I ended up just like yet. giving the i ended up giving the weird sizes away of my old shirt the old model i did last year so i just figured doing it like this would just be a lot easier to get people they can get whatever size they want and then i don't have to have any overhead cost on my end i just whatever they purchase is what they purchase and it's a little bit easier Last time I did the same because you have to risk to, uh, to lose all the money if people don't buy it. And then you have sizes like S, M, L, so non-bodybuilding sizes, to be honest. And um, nobody, can, nobody can wear them. And then you have already paid and they, you have them at home. Nobody's buying, nobody's wearing them. No, it's true. Like, so I ended up giving a lot of those sizes away just because like you know, not as many people want those sizes. Like a lot of guys, I always find guys will want a bigger size than they actually need. Like a guy that'll be like an XL wants like a three XL and like guys that are like a large want like a two XL. Cause they want to, it's like, they want to grow into it, which is fine. But I always find it funny when I'm just like, I feel like I'm large would fit you. And he's like, Oh no, I need double XL. Like, I don't think you do, but if that's what you want, I guess I'll give it to you. But uh, you know, <laughs> Yeah, but, but think uh, about it. When you when you buy something bigger and you grow into it, you have two years 
where you don't have to buy shit because you already bought it for the next year. That's true. As long as it's not like a dress on you, then then it works. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I, did, I, I did my first shirt, shirt order for some merch, and uh, I ordered like I got like two double extra larges for myself because they fit me now, and I got one triple XL <laughs> and one full XL. Because <laughs> I know after I do this show, I'm just gonna slowly start getting bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. You need like your uh, your contest prep clothes, and then your off season clothes, especially yeah. when you're like you know, this size, because it's like, you could have like some three X's, some four X's, whatever. And then even two X's like, you Dude, know, my wardrobe is crazy. It's like, it's so out of hand, but like, I find it so easy to hoard as a bodybuilder, right? Cause you'll, you'll have these like double XLs lying around. They like, don't fit you when you're 320 pounds, but you're like, but in four months I start prep and like, I might need these shirts when I'm like 270 again. So I better hang on to these yeah. and you end up like, I, I, I literally have like 250 t-shirts. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> Therefore, yeah. I have my mom. She's saving everything just yeah. for the prep and then for the off-season. Yeah. So I think, I think you yeah. have to turn down the volume of your computer because when we talk, it's a bit loud. Is that me? I, I don't know. One of you guys. I just turned it. I just turned mine like half. I'll turn it down. One second. Yeah, I find, Jay, when you speak, you kind of get staticky. I think now should be better. Yeah, it sounds better. Yes, of course. That's good. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. What I was the one thing I was going to mention before, like we cut off there earlier, was about Can Max Charles. Like, I can't hear anything. No, just kidding. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> and no, like when you were talking about Max Charles, like I always find Max is one of those guys where it's like he looks crazy from the front. But then when he turns around, it's never as impressive. So I feel like he'll always be a top five guy, but it just depends on how much detail he gets from the back. And I always find like his back is never quite detailed enough in his like hamstring glutes and back detail in general. Like he's got the muscle. It's just like the details in his back are never quite as apparent as the front. Like from the front, he looks like granite hard, crazy, especially like musculars and that kind of stuff and like even from the side like his posing from the, the poses from the side are strong i just find like he turns around it's just kind of like you know he's got the, the, the shape or the the structure and muscle but it's just like the details aren't there and if like he could get details in his back and his hamstrings and glutes better i think he could win shows but like i think that's what's holding it back is like the backside is where he's a little bit weaker i think that's where charles got him uh yesterday yeah, he's got a crazy back crazy back yeah. and, and because it's so crazy and developed the conditioning really shines through there and uh, yeah. saying like and like his glutes and hamstrings were pretty hard too so i think that's where he beat out max yeah but i'm the same like i love max charles physique man because he's he's big tall guy and like from the front he looks crazy it's it's amazing that he brought up his legs like he did uh from yeah. last year to this year i mean i think that that did wonders for his physique because he has a lot more adductor thickness and it's definitely adding to the thickness of his legs in the front. I don't think his quad sweep improved that much, but you can definitely tell the adductors uh, thickened up a lot. Uh, yeah. is, is Max Charles still in Texas too? I, I, I bet probably. you he is. He probably yeah. is. Because he's he probably trying to rack up some points. points. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know. I think he's done a couple shows now, so he's probably trying to get some points enough to get to the Olympia. So, Because I know Ian is still, uh, still going to do Texas even though he won and then he's going to do the Arnold's as well. So um, it'll be, Texas is going to be a good show too. It's because he's got Steve Kuklo, 
you got Ian, you got, uh, I think that Phil, Phil's probably doing it. And then, uh, Charles probably going to do it. Charles probably, yeah. Charles, uh, Max and like a few other guys too. Like, I think, uh, I think that one kid is making his pro debut there. The, uh, Oh yeah. Martin, Martin Fitzwater. Fitzgerald. Martin Fitzwater, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fitzwater, Fitzwater, yeah. yeah. I think he's, he's making his pro debut there from what I can tell on social media. Cause I know he's competing soon. So I feel like he's going to be in there too. And he could potentially crack top five. So Dude, that'd be interesting. He could, pull, he could pull a Brett Wilkins for sure. I could yeah. share my screen. I could share my screen because I looked up for the qualification list and yeah. I have the points here so we can look who has how many points and who's doing the next shows. Just a second. Oh, what happened? I'm surprised Ian's doing Texas. Yeah, like it's funny because like I I'm like we have mutual like me and Ian like I, we're friends but we're not like super super close or anything so I don't talk to him like on the daily but uh, uh, we have a good mutual friend and like I was talking to him and he was like he was trying to convince Ian to to not do Texas and just stick to the Arnold's but I guess Ian wants to do it so he's gonna do Texas and then do the Arnold's so it's like one of those things where it's like you know it could go either way like I'm sure no matter what, I can't see Ian being outside the top two or three spots in Texas, but it's like, you know, will he be first, second, third? It'll kind of depend on how like, you know, guys like Steve look and like whoever else does the show, but uh, it'll be interesting because it'll be, I think it'll be a big, uh, it'd be a big statement if he could beat Steve Kukolo because he's been, he's more of a veteran now and he's been around for a while and Texas is also his home hometown. So uh, Joe, be, that would be massive. And it's going to be, I'm really interested to see Kuklo because he hasn't, I mean, I guess he competed what 2019 Arnold, but uh, he hasn't, he hasn't competed in a while. So, but like, I think if, if he hasn't improved, he's not going to be the end. Joe, you have to release. Um, oh, the, yeah. yeah. Sorry, one sec. So I can share my screen. There, it should be good now. Yes. So I think this is not, this is not actualized. So we have, this guy, which competed yesterday, Hassan Mustafa and Shaban, and I think they have to add the points from the Tampa Pro. So Max Charles will be rising up, but I think he doesn't get enough points, right? And did Shaban get any points for getting fifth at the uh, Tampa? Yeah, he would have got, like, uh, I'm trying to think, because Tampa's... Uh... I don't know if Tampa's tier two or tier three show. So I'm not sure, but he would have gotten points for fifth for sure. Like he would have got at least like at least one point, at least a few points. Yeah. Two or three, maybe. Yeah. Um, it just depends on the tier of the Tampa show. Cause I know if it's, uh, if it's tier, tier two, I think fifth place would probably be like three points. Maybe um, if it's tier three, it might only be two, one or two points. Um, but yeah, by the looks of it, I think, uh, Max Charles would need uh, some some good amount a good amount of points to get up there, you know. Yeah, I think we'll definitely like, see him in Texas for sure. Yeah, it looks like it's like the two Egypt, the Shaban, Mustafa, and then uh, the Russian, the Russian guy there. Yeah, they look like they got the, the points pretty locked in there. Yeah, like you'd need to see like uh, like Max would probably need like a, a fucking couple really good placings to get up there. So yeah, those, those placing, I think that's going to be, yeah, 
It'll probably be those three guys that get the the top three. Wait yeah, for, man, I think wait that, for that's probably uh, your Olympia lineup right there. Wait for this guy because he's competing now in uh, in Spain. And okay. he that guy, yeah, okay. So there's yeah, yeah there's a chance there too. Yeah. He's potentially top three, so he could break. He could squeeze in there. Yeah, he'd probably need a second place or something to get in there. So, as I think second it's, place would be six points. Which shows do we have left? Just, uh, there's uh, just there's Texas. Texas and Spain. Yeah, and oh, then that's it before the cutoff. Yeah, because like there's Texas and Spain, and then whoever wins the Arnolds. Yeah, and then that's pretty much it. Because then like all the other shows are after the cutoff. For uh, like, because it's like mid September is the cutoff. So, yeah, I think uh, so. I mean, like, yeah, that's basically your Olympia lineup. You're gonna have, you know, Nathan's gonna be in there. He's gonna get top two in Spain, and then I guess it'll probably be between Roly and maybe that Ukrainian guy, uh, potentially for the second qualification oh, yeah. in Spain. And then whoever wins your own classic is probably already gonna be qualified. Yeah, yeah, they will. You know, yeah. Unless like Cedric McMillan wins, <laughs> if he actually showed up on a hundred percent, he could. But chances are Cedric will be like eighty percent as usual. So yeah, he's gonna look the same. He's coming. He's showing up to do a posing routine, basically. He's, that's yeah, he's showing up to win the best poser award. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Get his picture with Arnold. Do in some some show? Yeah, he had like uh, I think Cedric did something to his arm last year. Yeah, he, he hurt like, his broke hand. His hand. Broke his hand or something, forearm, something. I think he something. broke his hand. I think it was, uh, no, it was like a motorcycle thing, maybe or something. Yeah, it was either that or it was, when it, it was in the military, I think, even like doing an exercise in the military, maybe. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. It's like, it's hard to tell, like, it's just based on what he's posted on social media. So, um, yeah, the guy doesn't post a whole lot. <laughs> no, he doesn't. So after, oh, half the stuff he posts is, it's just weird, random, yeah, weird, random shit, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hey, you should pull up uh, pull up uh, Morgan's page so people can see. Uh... Already opened it. Oh, did you? Perfect. Yeah, yeah, show, yeah. Show, let's uh, so people can see what he's looking. Always like. prepared. Yeah, I threw up a couple there yesterday, kind of like like for this podcast. <laughs> oh, these are that was, these uh, are from yesterday. They're from two days ago. Fuck, after man, morning fasting cardio. Yeah, legs yeah, are crazy, man. But yeah, you're looking matches. really lean, man. Good. Dude, leanest I've been for six weeks out for sure. <laughs> that's that's like really fucking lean for six weeks out, yeah. And how tall are you? What did you say? Uh, six two. Whoa, that's big, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking nuts, man. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I am. Like, I hate to. I kind of hate to say this. Like, but I am definitely one of those guys where like people see my Instagram and then they'll see me in person and they're like, holy fuck, dude. They're like, you are yeah. so much bigger in person. Like I get, I do get that like quite often. Well, yeah. Cause like guys, like I even find that for myself. Cause like, unless you're, if you're a shorter guy, like a short guy always looks bigger in pictures, but uh, guys like, you know, even me or yourself, like we're a bit taller. So like to really see the, the size of that physique, you've got to see it in person. Yeah, I don't think I'd say that about you anymore. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> I think I think that might have been you, like up until possibly this year. But dude, like the, the pictures you're posting now, I'm just like this motherfucker is like one of the biggest muscular guys in the IFBB for sure now. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I posted the other day. I was like, I won't be out muscled 
on stage. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you, uh, do you know how much, like, weight you put on, like, your last off season? Because it seems, like, considerable. Um, honestly, like, I don't really know because my weight is uh, kind of roughly the same as it was this point last year when I was in prep, but my composition's a lot better. So I, I, I don't know exactly how much I've put on size-wise, but I know, like, I've put on some more tissue for sure because I can see the difference. It's just like I've gotten leaner sooner than I was last year because I feel like last year um, I didn't really get fully into prep mode as soon as I would have normally just because of all the bullshit going on. Um, so I feel like this year is a better testament of what I can do. And it's uh, you're seeing that in my physique just with like the way I'm training and, and everything else. And I think, uh, I think that's the, the biggest factor is like my training this year has been a lot better. Cause I have a, tra- I've had a training yeah. partner and yeah. it's made it. And you've been working with, you've been working with Patrick for a while now too. Like I'm sure that helps like you guys just him just figuring your body out and kind of knowing what, yeah. What yeah. It's been over, uh, it's been just over a year now. Cause I came, I first came to him. I was nine weeks out of Cali last year. Uh, cause I was just prepping myself. And then I like, I've, I only, I only heard good things from Ian and James from about Patrick. So I decided to, you know, see if he'd be willing to work with me. And he was, you know, more than happy to work with me. And it was definitely an adjustment for me to do it, like, uh, to go under somebody and like be fully, you know, coached by someone instead of just doing your own thing so it was a bit of an adjustment at first but it worked really well and you know continuing with them through the off season and then back into prep this year I think has made a huge difference because like we haven't had to change things very frequently just because my body has been responding really well and I'd say like so far this prep's been pretty smooth like I haven't had to do anything crazy and my body keeps changing in the right direction so you know I'm excited to see uh what I can do in the next eight weeks, but like, I'm feeling pretty oh, good about how, how things are looking. Yeah, eight I, weeks can't out, wait, so. I can't wait to see you go do that Arnold UK show. I think that's a perfect show for you, man. Yeah. It's, it's like kind of wide open, you know, like other than I think Nathan Diasha said he was doing it other than that. Um, there's really no big names in the show, so it's pretty wide open. So I'm pretty, I'm excited to be able to go up against these guys and, yeah, well, some of those UK guys like like Cuba and like Jamie Johal, like I'm really excited to see you up Regan again. Regan is doing um, the show too, yeah. Who is? Regan is? No, he's not. I talked to him. I don't think he's doing it. Okay, because yeah. I want to try to get to London and to watch the show and meet you in person. And uh, I hope to see a lot of those guys which are on the list. Because Yeah, man, if you come, that'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, cause I was at pure muscle and fitness last weekend and I talked to Regan and he doesn't seem like he's going to do it just because it's right before the Olympia and he just wants to do the Olympia and he's worried about if he goes there, if they're going to give him issues with traveling from there to the States. So yeah. he's like, I yeah. don't think I'm doing it. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I kind of wanted him to do it cause I want to compete against him, but if he doesn't do it, whatever, you know, he can do the yeah. Olympia. Olympia is more important anyways. So. Yeah, and I guess for him, he's been getting ready all year for too. So like, you don't you wouldn't yeah. want to risk that. Like, you know, it'd be different yeah. if you already did a couple shows this year or something. Yeah, and if like if there was no issues with travel, I'm sure he'd probably do it. But like with the 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 stupidity of like having issues with like going one country to a different country and so on and yeah. so forth, like it just yeah, it makes it kind of challenging to do multiple shows in different countries like that back to back without having to come home first. So, you know, I understand his point of view from that for sure. So. I think, yeah, I don't think, I can't see him doing it based on what he told me. So it'll be uh, yeah. just me from Canada and then pretty much everybody else, for the most part, most of the guys are from the UK and like uh, Europe in general. And then there's 
me from Canada. I don't think there's any guys from the States. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't heard of anybody from the States. Yeah. So I think there's about 12 or 13, 13 guys doing it maybe. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. good though, man. You're going to get a lot of those UK guys. Like that's the only show they can get ready for. So, you know, some of yeah. those guys are going to be bringing it for sure. But I mean, like from a muscularity standpoint, besides Nathan, it's going to be hard to see anyone touching you. Yeah, and that's what I want. That's another reason why I'm trying to like really bring the condition with it. Because if I bring the conditioning and I have that size, it's uh, it definitely stands out. And it's hard to it's hard to beat somebody if they're in shape and they have all the muscle too. So, you know, yeah. I think Patrick's uh, going to go to that. Patrick, uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's in, uh, how far would he be from the UK? He's kind of far, isn't he? Or... Nearly the same as me. The same distance Maybe as you? Five yeah. hours more with, the, with driving. Oh. I haven't, I haven't talked to him about it, but I could, uh, I could see if he'd be willing to do it, but, uh, I'm, I'm totally fine if he coaches me remotely because it's worked before. So yeah. Who's coming with you? Yeah. What's that? Who's coming with you? Who's coming with me? Uh, just my girlfriend. She'll be, she'll be there. Oh, so just you two. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm looking for someone to, uh, to come in with me because I don't want to get alone to London because it's shit. Being alone is shit, yeah. yeah. And um, maybe maybe I will ask Patrick if he can come with me. So we meet. Yeah, do it, man. See if uh, he's coming. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool if you came down because, you know, it's always better if you can have the coach there in person. You know, it's just more, even more peace of mind, even more confidence boost uh, when he's oh, right there. So I will try my best to get there because I just don't like bugging him because, like, I feel like he does, he's got so many clients. I just don't like bugging him, that kind of stuff. But that guy has so many high level guys. It's insane. Yeah. Like he's got a Everyone looks good, guys. Though. Like all his yeah. pros look good. That, no, that it's, it's so true. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's definitely next level and you can tell he cares about what he's doing. And not on top of that, obviously he's knowledgeable, but it's like, you can tell he actually cares about what he's doing. He's not just doing it. Cause it's like, Oh, man, at it, you know, that guy, that guy's full of passion. You can hear yeah. him like the way he talks about his athletes and like even his presence on social media with his athletes like you don't see a lot of coaches you know that come across the way he does right yeah and he, and he, he just he seems super humbled too for like the quality of athletes that he's putting out and like his abilities as a coach are you know pretty incredible so i got a question actually does he does he get you guys to weigh out your food raw he does yeah he's about the raw the raw food weighing it's uh pretty much like also, I, like what i do is like i always weigh my carbs raw but what I've done is like, I've kind of, you know, figured out how much the meat is raw. And then I figure out how much it is cooked. So that way, cause I get a meal prep service. So like, I've been using that cause it's already comes cooked, but yeah. uh, like, so I do that for the meat and I just know how much it is approximately cooked. And I do that way, that measurement um, instead of like always weighing it raw every time, because uh, it does get very tedious, but yeah, the carbs, like the, whether it's rice or sweet potato, cream rice, oats, like whatever it is, I always do that raw. And then uh, I just, uh, yeah, the meat I just weigh cooked because I, well, I get it's it. It's a European so. thing. So every meal you you have, you weigh the rice and then you cook the rice for that one meal? I, I weigh it for the day. Like, so whatever my rice I have oh. for the day, I just add it all up and then weigh it and then spread it out for whatever meals it is. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Just, yeah. I just, guess there's, it, I guess you get the hang of it. Like you, like you said, like you just figure out how much it is compared to not cook and stuff like that because yeah. I, I i i remember like when i first heard a lot about it patrick the patrick when he was first like kind of becoming more relevant i debated going with him yeah. and one of my buddies 
when I did a bit of coaching with him and he mentioned that. And I was just like, no, fucking fuck that. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> I don't care how good he is. There's no way I'm taking the time out of my day to weigh every fucking thing. Bro. <laughs> I first, like, I remember when I first started with him and I did it, I was like the first like few days, I'm like, man, this is so tedious. Um, and I was like, am I going to have to keep doing it like this? And then I found a sequence that worked for me, like with it. So, you know, I'm sure everybody, like everybody meal preps a little bit differently, like whatever works for them. So, you know, I found a sequence that works for me and like, now I'm used to it because I'm like, I always go to weigh like my right, even like in the off season and stuff, like I'm always weighing my rice raw and like all that kind of stuff. So it's like, I'm used to it now that I've done it yeah, for yeah. over a year, but like initially, yeah, it is really weird and it's tedious and you know, especially if you I've have like anything a, like that, like starting like any new diet, like even transition from like an off season to a prep, it's like, it always takes you that like week or two to kind of get into it. And like, you know, cause like, even if you get your diet from your coach, like you kind of do little things with the diet, right. To kind of like make it like fit your life better, like for you to be more efficient or, you know, for you to enjoy your meals better. Like you might eat your sweet potato with your chicken instead of your beef, like, you know, something like that. Right. But yeah. I find like once you get in that groove, you're pretty much like, you know, steady belt, like, and, and it helps a lot. But I mean, you know how there's like my biggest thing with that was just like the efficiency because like between bodybuilding and work, like, you know, pretty much all minutes of my day are accounted for. So like, if you try to tell me like, I got to bring in something new, that's going to like inconvenience me. I'm just like instantly like, Nope, <laughs> can't do it. Yeah. Well, it's exactly it. like, unless you do a job that's like, you know, you're kind of at home all day. Um, it makes it hard to prep your food like that. Like, especially if you want to make every meal fresh, et cetera, et cetera. Like you'd pretty much have to be home all day to do that. And, uh, you know, there's some guys that definitely do it. Like I know Ian's, I think Ian definitely preps his meals fresh like that a lot. Um, from what you he's gotta have, like, you gotta have a lot of free time. <laughs> well, yeah. Like for Ian, like that's all he does. Yeah. Right. It's like eat, sleep, train. Like he doesn't have like a, like he coaches a few clients and stuff, but like, he doesn't really have like a real, like yeah job per se right so it's like for him he's able to do it and it works really well obviously but you know for the average guy it's uh yeah it's not always going to be practical the way like that every meal so i think most guys would just like you know probably weigh it in a bulk amount and then cook it and then then they know okay this is this much cooked and so yeah. on and so forth especially with the meat okay. like i find that's the best way for the meat for me is just like i know how much it is cooked and then as long as you're using the same cooking method it's going to be pretty consistent so yeah we're all creatures of habit too right like you know we all cook things the exact same way like when i cook rice it's the exact same amount the exact same water like you just it just becomes yeah. automatic like that because it has to be otherwise you're not going to be efficient right so yeah and you're just controlling the variables and it just makes it overall a lot more easy to be like you know in a routine like that so yeah definitely but uh yeah um that's been just over an hour. So I always find like, this is like a good amount of time to, to for us to chat for like just over an hour. Cause people lose their attention spans after about an hour. I find, uh, oh, so I'm all good either way. Man. I'm, I'm like Lee, like it's not very often I get to sit down and bullshit about bodybuilding people. Yeah. So I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I can do it all day, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm good either way, man. It's all good. But, uh, I just wanted to, before, before we close off, I just wanted to get you to, if you want to mention any, you know, like sponsors or mention your social media, anything like that, like business, et cetera. Uh, if you want to mention that now, then I can include, uh, include any of that in the, the description as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well, my IG is morganmac.bodybuilding. So if you're just looking to like, you know, check out my profile or something like that, you can. I also am a like full-time online nutrition coach and you'll see my, uh, 
Instagram for Morgan Mac Nutrition as well, connected to my bodybuilding account. So that's just like my business account. Um, even though I'm not taking clients right now. <laughs> so, but if you want to be added to a wait list, be coached by me, hit me up. Uh, and yeah, my sponsor, Jack Factory, I've been with them for four years now. Uh, they've been super great to me, man. Honestly, like, you know, from a, especially as an amateur bodybuilder, like those guys have really taken care of me for a long time. Like I probably got it better than most pros do as far as a supplement uh, sponsor goes. So grateful for them. And if you guys want to check out Jack Factory products, uh, you can use my code Big Mo for 20% off of those. They got awesome stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I think besides that, that's it. I have, I have a YouTube channel as well. Uh, I'll, I'll be uploading a video tonight, a back training video. So that's uh, Morgan Mac Bodybuilding. You can search that on YouTube. You'll find my YouTube page. And then everything else is just connected to my Instagram. So yeah, you know, anything you want to find out, you'll, you'll see there. Awesome. Uh, do yeah. you want to add anything else, Jay? Uh, will you put my sponsor too in the description? What's your sponsor? I got a new sponsor, yeah, but I will tell maybe in the next podcast. So, okay, uh, put his, hey, put well, his congratulations, sponsor. man. Huh? Like, congratulations. I'm not, I'm not surprised because the pictures you've been posting lately are crazy, man. You look great. Thank you very much. Yeah, awesome, man. Appreciate... Yeah, it's because because I raw uh, because I weigh my food raw. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So I'm starting to think that's the secret, man. You Between you guys looking answer. crazy and, and Ian just winning that show, looking the way he did, I, I don't know. I might, I might just have to start cooking my all my meals fresh and just make that commitment. <laughs> at, least, at least until nationals, because then if I if I do that and win nationals, then we'll know for sure. <laughs> yeah, true. It'd be a good test. You see if it's like if it's really the key, you know. We're getting, just getting those extra, those little few extra micronutrients that you get from eating your meal cooked fresh as opposed to putting it in the fridge for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, a nutrition with Patrick is math. It's math all day long. Oh, yeah. No, I bet. From what Joe was saying, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, it's meticulous for sure. Yeah. Oh, there, there, is more, there is nothing more to yeah. add. Um, thank you, Morgan, for being on the podcast. And uh, I wish you good luck for the last six weeks and uh, for your show getting the pro you can get a pro card right yeah you got it yeah i just gotta win the overall that's all okay yeah, overall um, for the pro card win that overall thanks brother yeah for sure and uh yeah guys like i had a great time being on here like you ever want to get me on again just ask and i'm i'm 100 down so but uh yeah for me to you guys good luck uh if i'm not talking to you uh, before your guys shows because i know you guys are competing soon so yeah Hopefully we all uh, do all right in the next couple months. Yeah, no, it'll be good, man. And like, yeah, we should have you back on again after you do nationals and we could talk about that ideally after a nice big win and yeah, uh, you know, then we can, uh, can chat again from there. So uh, yeah, I just want to say, you know, thanks again for, for coming on and you know, we'll, we'll keep in touch and uh, we'll make sure we'll keep, uh, you know, keep motivating each other to do the, to do the thing we're doing in this bodybuilding world so yeah man honestly like the the support on social media just like commenting on each other's posts and stuff is awesome so yeah but let's yeah. keep all that, that stuff going for sure no exactly all right guys all right, guys, thanks uh, a lot guys see you later. wait a minute wait a minute i have to do a picture for instagram yeah right nice <laughs> all, right. all right cool take care guys see ya bye bye, -bye.